In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to conquer the squirrel, how to be the squirrel for the last time ever and him no longer embarrass you. And this episode is all about it. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm going to take you down a road where actually there was probably... A, a, a difficult struggle. Mm. And that difficult struggle, it starts with a Labrador called Monty. Mm. And Monty, who um, was owned or is owned by a very, very, very lovely lady, he was struggling on coming back. So yeah. actually, his recall had effectively been poisoned. Mm. Now, don't think for a minute that his super owner, Linda, is a bad person. She is not. She's an amazing lady. She's a super top amazing. lady. She's a, Isn't she an amazing yeah. owner? Like, she's absolutely a brilliant owner and yet she came to a struggle point she came to a bit of a a a sort of a dead end really Mm. and didn't know what to do about this recall because Mm. monty wouldn't just go he would go a long way and he would not turn Mm. back he would go yeah and the interesting thing is is she'd kind of reached a a roadblock whereby she was implementing you know conventional reward-based training of saying his name and trying to give him a treat, saying his name, trying to give him a treat. And it was almost like the more she did that, the more poisoned and conflict-based that became. And he was going, and he wasn't just going, he was bolting and leaving, and then off hunting, off visiting people and dogs. Now, he's a big Labrador, so when he goes over to visit other people and other dogs, Mm -hmm. they don't like him. And yet, he's also a young, entire Labrador, so he will go visiting and visit and he'll go further and further and further to the point he actually probably can't even hear the recall. And yet we wouldn't actually know whether he can hear it or not because he doesn't respond. So the the recalls become so poisoned that actually Monty means nothing at all, like white noise, like traffic in the distance. Yeah. And the interesting thing is with this is that if we set up, if we associate conflict with our recall word, word, like, you know, sometimes you get food, sometimes I get really frustrated with you because you ignore ignore me or you're, you're too distracted to listen. The tricky thing is, is we think we're rewarding the recall when actually we are punishing it because there is, there's this stark difference between outcome depending on the time. And the thing is, actually, even when he did respond and he would get a piece of biscuit it was a such a poor deal for him it was such a poor deal that actually it made it unlikely to ever happen Mm. again i remember being um for those of you that don't know i was a school teacher um before I was a dog trainer and actually a great, 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 great person in my life. He said to me, you've got to catch them as a mentor. You've got to catch them doing something right. Mm -hmm. So the thing was we caught Monty doing something right. Linda caught him doing something right. And that was, he turned his head and he came back to her. She gave him the piece of biscuit. He never came back again. Mm -hmm. He was like, we are done. This experience was dire. This Mm -hmm. was awful. And so that cue became more and more poisoned and more and more, I suppose, um, yeah, it, it just didn't work. 
So what we wanted to do is we wanted to devote an episode of the podcast to the, the solution and the strategy that we implemented in resolving that and transforming that situation, right? So Monty basically had learned that that cue meant absolutely zero. In fact, worse than zero, it, it was actually actively leave and leg it in the other direction. So um, what we started to think was actually we need to ditch that queue. We need to get rid of that queue. We need to stop using that queue. Let's no longer have the recall word Monty. And in yeah. fact, let's maybe change it completely. Now, Monty being a gun dog um, by his by his breed and actually kind of thinking down the sort of whistle route, it sounded like a good plan for him. And I, I started to implement, um, we, we, we got a whistle, certain pick certain tone uh, and we started to use a pip 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 um whistle idea in our heads mm -hmm. we talked it through we chatted it through with the owner tom and i chatted it through exactly how we were going to train it came up with a training plan mm -hmm. before we ever introduced monty to it so monty did not know about the whistle until we had come up with the solutions and the strategies and the ways that we were going to train it and mm -hmm. we absolutely wanted to have that plan nailed before we ever retaught him because we didn't want this new whistle to also go down the poison cue route right mm -hmm. absolutely and so what we did is we started effectively the search of um not all whistles are made <laughs> the same move on move on <laughs> and um and and so you know we we started this process of identifying actually what would be an appropriate whistle and there were so many out there and it was like so overwhelming um and eventually we settled on what was the perfect whistle now now, with him, I also knew that we needed to um, distinguish against other things that he'd been taught. And he had been taught uh, other things um, in the past and many, many desperate attempts to teach mm -hmm. him a recall. So we wanted something unique to him. And that was going to be the pip, pip, pip whistle. So not only was it a very unique and individual whistle, it's also mm -hmm. the pip, pip, pip in terms of how it's going yeah. to be used. So it's not to be used in any other way, not to be used as a long duration whistle. Mm -hmm. It is literally a pip, 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 nothing else. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is, is that then we started to, and this always is exciting when you're kind of building something from scratch. We, we started to rebuild this recall behavior. Now, if you think about what a recall is, it's asking your dog, or it should be, I think this is the key. It should be asking your dog to come from an area of low value to an area of high value, to come from being away from you, which should be a poor deal, to being with you, which should be a great deal. So a great recall actually has to be built on a foundation of them thinking that proximity is a cool and thing. we also want it to be super reliable. We want it to be reflex. So when it's reflex, it's not like, oh, I might come. It's like, bang, I'm there. Yeah. And what I love and, and what I know that you're going to be able to, to get and see and understand is that actually um, no longer uh, does Monty even really make a choice now. It's mm -hmm. so reflex. Yeah. Like now it's reflex because it's moved on. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is, is it's always a good outcome because we've never given him the opportunity to set up that conflict where we're fighting the environment. Instead, it's just been great outcome after great outcome. And that's the kind of luxury position that you get when you're rebuilding something now, from scratch. you might be in the same position with your dog where your dog's learnt to ignore their recall. Or maybe your dog, you might think they have a good recall. I was working with an owner only last week and they said, yeah, yeah, my recall's really good. And, and they called twice, three times, four times, and then their dog did sort of totter along. Mm. And I said, so do you think that could be changed or any better at all? And they were like, 
mm, yeah, it probably could have come the second time or or, or maybe sooner. First, How about maybe. the first? So, so yeah, without absolutely, we don't want to be judgy about this. The big thing is that we know that that recall could be like wham, bam, here I am. Mm. Like that's what we're mm. looking for. And, and with Monty, when we ask for that recall, what Tom and I did before we ever sort of planned in how we were going to do it, we, we pictured what it is we want because without that vision, how on earth can you create it? Mm. So what we were looking for was a whiplash turn. We were looking for a huge reflex reaction. Like he hears that noise and bang, he's your man. He's there. And yeah, that's, he, he's arrived. And, yeah. and it's not, it's not like he sniffs around and messes about and he, he comes back and he comes back every time. And it's so, 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 um, for him valuable. It's yeah. really worth doing. It's a good deal. So first step is figure out exactly how you want this picture to look because you can make that picture. You can make it happen. But have first the vision. Of all, have the vision. Have to have the vision. Second, we've got to build that proximity area. We've got to build that value. And of course, we build that value through games. So all of the games that we talk about throughout the episodes that are growing value, growing proximity, growing that good deal with you, that's going to get you there. And then what we need to do is we need to train the whistle. And when we're training the whistle, we're looking at pip, pip, pip means an amazing deal. Now, pip, pip, pip means an amazing deal doesn't look the same every time. Yeah. Pip, pip, pip might mean amazing chicken for Monty. Pip, pip, pip might mean I go sprinting in the other direction and he gets to chase me down and hunt me like a lion. Pip, pip, pip might be for him that he comes back and he gets a retrieve article. Pip, pip, pip might be for him that he comes back, he goes through my legs, I let him go again and he gets to go and play with another dog. Yeah. Pip, pip, pip may mean he gets a delicious, um, I don't know, one of his, one of his um, special chewy bones. It can be absolutely anything appropriate and don't make it the same thing every time. We know that variable schedules of reinforcement are way more way, way, way more uh, reinforcing for dogs to work with. And actually the way we do it and the way we vary it um, for a dog like Monty is very important because I do think that part of the trouble with uh, where his recall behavior had got to is it was way too predictable and it was always a bad deal. Yeah. And actually it wasn't a good choice for him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you're probably thinking, you know what, I'd love to rebuild this recall. I'd love to recreate it. I'd love to start from scratch. What a gift that would be to myself and to my dog. And you're probably thinking, you know, where do I start? I, I know I want to do it, but now I've got to kind of shop around for a whistle. Let, well, let us tell you. Let's take game care changers, of let, let's take care of you. We have kissed many whistles oh, before Lord, we found Thomas. our prince. And so and so what, what we are uh, there what, he was. what we've got is we've found <laughs> the prince appeared. Uh, what we've um, what we've got um is on this link absolutedogs.me forward slash recall. You can get the whistle that we use in training the whistle games in training the, the whistle recall, and that's at absolutedogs.me forward slash recall. Now it's exactly the whistle we use to get all of the results that we've got with Monty. And Monty, I can tell you now, is phenomenal. We've also put together a series of resources that may interest you as well. So when you head over to that page and when you check it out, there's lots of cool things that might be of interest to you, including watching exactly how this process works. Because for Monty and for his owner, Linda, this has changed their life. And through training him and realizing that actually this is like a powerful new tool, really easy tool. You just pop yeah. it on around your neck and you take it out with you. But it's such an easy thing to transfer and in a way that's so so positive and has has made a, a life-changing um what's life-changing results so with that game changers that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast this is going to be a real game changer in kind of fighting that squirrel off and making your walk stress-free that was this episode we'll see you in the next episode next week and remember stay, stay sexy, sexy. 
Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.